Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello and welcome to the Seahawkers podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. It is game day and this is your Giants pregame from the podium edition. The Seahawks are welcoming the New York Giants to Lumen Field this afternoon. And let's kick things off with head coach Pete Carroll's preview. Okay, we got, uh, as you all know, we got the Giants coming to town. The guys are on fire. Uh, they've been playing great football. Um, coach Dable went off to a great start and, and uh, winning tough games, crucial, difficult, challenging finishes, and uh, doing a lot of cool things. And so I know that they're really pumped up, and it's going to be a tremendous challenge. It looks like the NFC East is, is pretty pretty well stocked and, and obviously they're you know they're battling for the division lead there too and and so uh it's a great matchup for us and um you know as always we'll benefit from playing a really good team hopefully we'll be able to get get them and uh that's going to be a tough challenge possibly the biggest challenge on the day will be stopping the giants run game and running back saquon barkley 174 yards a game, you know, that's their average, you know, so um, it's a huge test. And it, it, it's a huge test just playing the running back. And then they have style and they got the quarterback elements and all of that too. So it's as, it's as significant as it gets. The most explosive uh, running team in the NFL. You know, they have more explosives than anybody. So uh, we're going to have to keep those things down to a bare minimum. He, he has everything, you know, he's got power and he's got speed and he's got tremendous elusiveness and, and uh, his tackle breaking ability is, you know, as, as good as anybody that plays the game. And so he, he poses as the ultimate threat, a really good catcher, you know, coming out of the backfield. Um, I think he's their leading receiver as well. And uh, so um, they're using him in every way that they can. And it makes it really difficult. And he, he's got real style. He's got real style about him. You know, he's got great flexibility and and uh, his, his lateral movement is tremendous and his burst is great so it's, it's this is as hard as it gets here was defensive lineman quentin jefferson and his comments on saquon oh man you know it's gonna be a physical one you know i think the conditions might be a little rainy this week and yeah like you see on tape man saquon is back you know he's running great he's running hard he jump cutting he looks explosive and up front you know we have a challenge you know we got to be physical we got to get off blocks and uh, really bottle him up, you know. Uh, you see, he's finding creases. He's a great back, a great vision. Any you out your gap, he's going to find to expose it. So it's really, you. Everybody has to be disciplined across the board, you know, and really can't lack. Even if you're on the backside of play, because there's plenty of times you see him. He starts front side, and he'll jump cut all the way backside and cut it all the way back across the field. So you know, it's important everybody be disciplined, be where you're supposed to be, and be patient, you know, because he's going to try every gap. Defensive coordinator Clint Hurt also gave his thoughts on the Giants' run game. Obviously, you just you love the challenge because that's what it's going to be all about. Um, obviously, they got a special uh, running back, and the quarterback is uh, equally a, a very big threat in the running game. So you you understand the challenge. You know the responsibilities are going to have to take place. Um, the big thing with them is you just got to be consistent. Um, play after play, down after down, quarter after quarter. Uh, that's really what they make you have to do. So uh, 
and we look forward to it. You know, as coaches and players, we look forward to the opportunity. Quandre Diggs says the Giants quarterback Daniel Jones will figure to be a part of this running attack, too. You just you be patient, you know, um, the plays that you're supposed to make, they'll come to you, you know, and um, he's been really good by protecting the ball this this year and, you know, um, you know, scrambling when he has space to do his thing. And a lot of people really sleep on his, you know, his athleticism with running and making big plays off the scrambles. But um, he's been he's been doing a great job. I think for me is just staying patient, staying patient as much as I can and not try to force anything. I mean, as you guys seen, you know, I don't have any interceptions, but I'm not going to go force anything. I mean, those plays are going to come. And when they do, you go take advantage of them. And um, when the opportunity presents itself on Sunday, then hopefully I'm there to go take advantage of it. But you just, you play your normal game. You know, you don't expect to go out there and jump something that, you know, that's not there. You know, because when you start creating stuff in your mind, that's when bad things happen. I think he just more of, you know, um, he drops back and, you know, he looks and see where he's going. And, you know, if his reads are not there, then he can scramble and make it effective where he's not one of those guys that's really trying to slide. He's trying to get extra yards. Um, you know, I think, you know, uh, for sure, you know, he's somebody that since he's been in the league, you know, he's got a lot of rushing yards. He's seen him run away from defenses and things like that. So that makes him unique. Um, but, I think, um, you know, we just contain the pocket as much as we can. And, um, you know, he's 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 similar in size to, to Herbert, you know, um, but just try to keep him in, keep him in the pocket, keep him bottled up. And, you know, he has his own replays and we got to be technique sound on those, too. But, um, you know, I think it'll be a, a, a good day and I think it'll be um, it'll be fun to go against a challenge like that. Another challenge posed by the Giants from what we've seen so far this season is their ability to mount comebacks. And Pete Carroll has taken note. What we know is they're, you know, they're going to have the belief. They're going to have the, the, the mindset that they know they can finish a game and win it. And that gets stronger and feeds off of itself. And, and uh, that's a really tremendous asset to have when you know that you're going to finish well and, and those games are to be had, you know. So, uh, you know, there is no time when this, this is over. you got to go. It's 60 minutes plus. And so um, we have to be geared for it. Flipping over to explore the defensive side of the ball for New York. Here's what stands out to offensive coordinator Shane Waldron about this Giants defense. Coach Martindale does an extremely great job of, of pressuring a lot of different packages, personnel groups that are, you know, shifting week to week, looks that are shifting week to week. And, you know, they're able to generate a lot of pressure. They're excellent on third down. They're excellent in the red zone. And a lot of that stems from these exotic pressures, these these looks that they're able to get to and, and generate pressure on the quarterback and get the ball out when, uh, you know, a little bit earlier than you want to or or leads to some sacks or some potential pressures and turnovers. Continuing on the topic of defense, but for our own home team, the Seahawks had cornerback Trey Brown return to practice this week. Here are comments on his return from Carroll and Hurt. I've watched him work out in his, you know, his, uh, his rehab work and he's been flying around. He, he's ready to go and he's been chomping at it for a couple weeks now, but they really wanted to make sure we haven't seen him on the field yet. He was in walkthrough today. I'm so excited to see him back out here. Remember, when he left, he was playing darn good football. He had just started to make his impression about how he was really consistent. And he was tough. Uh, he was competitive on the ball. Um, he, he was really consistent was the part that I liked about him for a young guy. And he kept showing it in practice, very much like, like uh, Michael Jackson has done. And we might just practice beautifully, played great in preseason, just kept stepping, you know, doing things right. Well, that's what, what Trey was doing, too. And, and uh, 
and then he got hurt, you know, just suddenly. And so um, I'm just, in my mind, I'm picking up where we left off and the way we go and let him start battling and see where he fits in with the, with the competition. He'll make us better for sure. And I just hope he can stay healthy and stay out there. I and mean, it works out for him. Now, his first day in practice. Obviously, he's having fun and having a good time while he was out here. Um, it's just good to see him out here on the grass. I want to see him continue to work his way back in. I mean, the guy hasn't played football in almost a year, you know, since his injury. So um, I think he's, there's no doubt we're excited about his talent, his ability. We know that he's competitive, he's tough, uh, but I want to see him run around a little bit more and, you know, kind of get involved in things and get his feet wet because he's got rust that he's got to knock off naturally. He's still a young guy that's developing, you know, so um, today was his first day out there. He moved around with it really well. Before we get into the injury news, let's do a quick whip around of some of the other player pressers from this week, including Uncle Will Disley, who spoke about celebrating National Tight Ends Day. It was a good holiday. Hawks won. You know, we got a free T-shirt. Colby wore it. I'm still waiting on mine from George, but Colby had one. That's cool. Is it going to be a day off someday, you think? Absolutely not. I, I don't think we celebrate holidays after uh, 4th of July, really, in this business, so... I mean, it's just a fun day. It's cool. A lot of guys get celebrated. So I'm happy. We got a good group. Everyone got a little bit of action. So it was a fun day for us. Geno Smith, meanwhile, continuing on his revenge tour this season, spoke extensively about playing with the Giants earlier in his career. You know, it was short-lived. I was only there for really a year, so it wasn't really much time. But, um, you know, what what I can say is, uh, you know, I enjoyed my time there. I had an opportunity to learn and grow. Uh, was was able to be under uh, Coach McAdoo and Mr. Jerry Reese, who um, you know I owe a lot to, and then um, obviously being able to be with uh, in the same room with Eli Manning uh, and learning from him and, and learning with him and competing with him uh, was was awesome. You know, just to be a part of that for a year. What do you remember about the, the start you made for the Giants in 2018 and all the circumstances around that? Uh, was was against uh, Oakland. Was against the Raiders. Uh, familiar face. Bruce Irvin was on the opposite side. Uh, Khalil Mack was also out there as well. And um, you know, it was just a chance for me to go out there and show what I got. You know, it was one one game. Uh, obviously, uh, there was a lot um, of you know speculation and stuff surrounding that game. But for me, it was just you know like I've always been. You know, just focused on the game. I didn't really get caught up in any, anything else. Going back to safety, Quandre Diggs. He talked about the effects that artificial turf is having on player injuries. I think for me now, the older I get, the more I hate the turf. You know, um, when I was young, it was just like, it is what it is. You know, I grew up playing on turf in high school and stuff like that, so I didn't really... But I mean, just the kind of the effects that you can feel on the joints and things after, you know, the grass is so much better. But when you see all these injuries on turf, you know, it it definitely sucks. You know, all the injuries that we had, uh, Chargers and Seahawks on Sunday, you know, I just feel like that turf, you know, um, I'm not a big fan of the Rams slash Chargers field turf. I think it's slick. Um, I, I, I'm not a big fan of it, but, you know, you see all these injuries, you know, I think it was what Giants Stadium, Giants and Jets Stadium a few years ago where, you know, all those teams, the 49ers went out there, they had guys with ACLs and all type of stuff. So you see that and you just kind of wonder, like, you know, why can't we have, you know, natural grass everywhere, you know, um, I love playing in like San Francisco and, and things like that where, you know, it's grass and you, you just go out there and you just go play. So, you know, hopefully we're doing some, you know, some research on it and seeing what we can do to make things better. And I know it's hard to upkeep grass, but um, at the end of the day, you know, we got to do what's best for this billion dollar industry. And I think the players are a big part of that. So, you know, maybe we need to take some ideas from the players. Coach Pete agreed with Diggs. 
I think we definitely need to look at this really seriously in the offseason again. I mean, it's been a discussion before. We got to do what's right, and we got to do what's, what's safest for the players, and we got to make those choices. And I, I mean, I would pound pound on the drum for that. And if, I know that there's numbers and there's studies. You got to figure out where the study comes from and who it's you know who's paying for it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff here that we got to figure it out. We got to do the right thing, but we. We definitely need to keep looking at it because every now and then it just feels like something's, something's up, and uh, too many guys going down. When, you know, just when they're not even touching anybody. You know, so anyway, we'll we'll see. And then the turfs are way better than they used to be, and all that kind of stuff. But we just gotta see. I know I'm getting in trouble here, so shut up. We did get note late on Saturday that DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are both expected to play, but we heard from Pete on Friday giving an update on their injury situation. DK did some stuff today. Um, Tyler was quiet today. Uh, we held him back a little bit. And uh, so I, that's it. I got nothing else for you. <laughs> I'll wait till tomorrow. Here's Tyler speaking about playing through his injury. I mean, it was an issue for me last week. I think the hardest part is just going into a game and not really getting catches, not really getting routes, not really working on some of the stuff that you want to work on as you get ready to get prepared for a game. But it's one of those things where you kind of got to just rely on your talents and your gifts, understanding that you played the game for so long that you already know what it is that you need to do. And, it's you know, you just got to trust yourself and know that those other weeks of preparation that you've had just to be able to go out there and play, you kind of got to rely on that a little bit as you go play. Carroll says he has a better sense of DK's injury now that the week of practice is over. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Because he ran around today and, and did some stuff and looked pretty good. So uh, I wouldn't have, just based on kind of the initial reaction to what happened and all that, we, we wouldn't have thought that possible. But, um, you know, he was out there doing some stuff. So it's good, good, good positive step today. Special teams captain Nick Ballore, unfortunately, will be out on Sunday. He's definitely making progress. Uh, he, there's no doubt. He, he feels much better than he has a couple days ago. So uh, he, I would be really surprised if he isn't feeling great over the weekend. And, and we, we just need to wait on him, though. we got to make sure we do the right thing. And taking a quick look at the injury reports, Ballore is the only Seahawks player who is out, while wide receiver Penny Hart is doubtful. Lockett, Metcalf, Taylor, Puna, Gabe Jackson, Phil Haynes, and Sidney Jones are all questionable, with Haynes and Jones being the only two who had full participation at the end of the week. So I think we can expect Haynes and Jones fully available to be playing. The Giants have six players out in this game, including tight end Daniel Bellinger, who suffered a gruesome eye injury last week against the Jaguars. Wide receiver Kenny Galladay, starting right tackle Evan Neal, linebacker O'Shane Zimenez, offensive lineman Ben Bredesen, and defensive back Cordell Flott will all be joining Bellinger on the bench. Defensive lineman Leonard Williams, defensive back Jason Pinnock, and offensive lineman Tyree Phillips are all questionable and did see limited participation at the end of the week. And that's going to do it for this show. Thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. Follow him out on Twitter at Wilson underscore Kahn, C-O-N-N. Follow me out on Twitter at SeahawkersPod. Follow along in the Game Day Discord channel. We're going to be chatting there throughout the day. If you are not a member of the flock, you could head on over to getintheflock.com or on YouTube. You can join there. Either way, that should get you an invite to the Discord. If you have joined the flock and you need another invite link for one reason or another, go hawks at seahawkerspodcast.com via email. 
I'll try and get to you here before the game if you reach out to me early enough. And of course, be sure you are subscribed there on YouTube because that's where we're going to be going live after the game to recap this game between the Seahawks and New York Giants. Looking forward to seeing everybody there. And so until then, go Hawks. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.